I wanted to talk about the importance of scripture for us as servants. And um, Father Matthew the Poor talks a lot about the importance of scripture in our spiritual lives and for us as servants. In 1 Peter 1, 23, it says, You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory is like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. The scripture is central to our growth, and we are being born again through the word and must seek it as nourishment. We can't see it just as something that is read every Sunday. I think, you know, maybe if the place I came from tended to overemphasize just Scripture and not the sacraments, and sometimes we can do the opposite here. But the Word of God is a sacrament. In a way, it is sacramental. It is, you know, God working through matter to sanctify us and before washing others with the word, we need to let the word wash us. Before you can teach a subject, you need to know the subject. And so first we need to let the word of God work in our hearts and change us and not just be reading it or listening to it as a mental exercise because that won't ultimately benefit our salvation and it won't be beneficial for the salvation of the students that we're serving. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly until it becomes second nature, until it becomes a part of who we are that flows out of us and that informs our lives even when we aren't thinking about it. So that we have scripture dwelling in our hearts, dwelling in our minds, and memorized, not necessarily from trying to just wrote, memorize different verses, but from having read through books over and over and over again until it becomes a part of who we are. And we start living the word of God and living according to the word of God And Matthew the Poor talks about this in Words for Our Lives, where he says, What drew me out of the world was the Bible. The world had caused me great distraction from the Bible, and I wanted to settle down and read it, to read it attentively and with good comprehension. But my job was devouring my life from 7 in the morning to 11 at night. He said, once my mind 
So once I was freed, I delved straight into my Bible, which I still have to this day. I would read and feel nourished, then read again and be nourished again. My reading gradually increased till I was covering 30, 40, 50 chapters per day. It was a time of genuine consolation in the Word. Once my mind opened up to the Bible, every word in it began to ring in my ears, and every verse had a sweet savor to me. So I began to weep, because I felt I could not live long enough to cover everything in the Bible. And, you know, we who aren't monks we're, shouldn't criticize ourselves if we can't read 50 chapters a day. <laughs> but, you know, don't take every example of what the monks were doing and criticize yourself for not being able to apply it. But there's still something that we can learn there of making sure that we are in the scriptures, that we are in the word, and that it's really impacting us. Because if we're telling our students, you know, read the Bible, but we're not reading the Bible, that doesn't make much sense. And if we're teaching them what the Word of God says, but before writing the lesson, we have to look up like, oh, what's the verse I'm teaching? What's the context? We should already know the context. And we should already have that word dwelling in us. So that when we give them advice, even if we're not directly quoting scripture, what we're saying will naturally be in accordance with the word of God and from the word of God. Because just as much as any other means that God uses to sanctify us and to, to bring us salvation. He uses the word, his word, and he inspired those words. The holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And by loving and savoring the word, the word changes us. Just like when we come to the liturgy, as often as we come to the liturgy, it begins to change us. It begins to transform us. We begin to think differently. And there was a marked difference like between how I thought before I had a, a, a truly liturgical church and how I thought after coming in and hearing the liturgy over and over and over again till I have parts memorized. And you growing up in the church, I'm sure you probably had parts memorized when you were young, which is a great blessing. And we should let the Word of God be the same. Because really, the liturgy is based in the, in the Bible and based in Scripture. The Scripture is the milk it is our sustenance, it's like our drink, just as the Eucharist is, that gives us spiritual strength, that gives us spiritual renewal, that gives us wisdom. And if we let it, it will slowly work in us to renew us spiritually so that we can become 
what a servant really is, which is beggars showing other beggars where to find the bread. Because it's not from any wisdom in us or any strength in us or any spiritual ability in us, but it's from God's strength that we serve and we're not lords over them. We're washing their feet and we are just as much beggars showing other beggars where to find the bread, the heavenly bread. And we just as much as them have been separated from home, from paradise, and are seeking to go back. And we're not saved without each other, we're saved with each other. And we're saved with them. And so, first let's let the Word of God itself wash us and cleanse us so that we can wash others with the water of the Word. I hope that that's helpful.